Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith. And today, listeners, I'm excited to say I've got somebody speaking about a topic we've not touched on before. Uh, it's with a lady called Saida Neary, but I think she likes to be called Sai, so I will refer to you as Sai. Welcome, Sai. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, I feel like Sai is one syllable, super easy. People can't really mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> no, even me. <laughs> So um, I know one of the areas that you're really, really super expert in is, is around human design and energy types. And that's what we're going to look at and talk about today. So just briefly, before we get stuck into the topic, would you be able to explain to our listeners why you're doing what you're doing now and how you got to be doing what you're doing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a self-worth and dating coach and human design is one tool that I use in my arsenal and how I support my clients. I love love. I think every human being deserves to have a companion to be seen, to be supported. And let's just say I've been through my fair of shit. <laughs> I've been previously married, divorced. I'm remarried again. And I've just learned so much along the way. And as I look at these incredible women out there, and I personally find women to be these magical creatures where we are truly capable of doing anything and everything. I mean, we push babies out, right? Like, come on. And Absolutely. it's like, <laughs> and so many women just like downplay their accomplishments, downplay their desires. They like talk shit about themselves to themselves. Like they don't even realize they're doing that. And I have made it my personal mission. And this is the work that I've done on myself. It's like, no, you're awesome. And sometimes when we're in it, we can't see it. And I want to help women like go through and grow through all of their crap that they've been through so that they can then cultivate and create a really healthy relationship. I never thought that healthy relationships existed. I grew up in a really crazy household. I had a really bad example, bad first marriage. And it wasn't until I worked on myself, I, you know, am now remarried and to have experienced unconditional love for the first time in my mid to late thirties, like this is like, everyone deserves this. And so that's why I do what I do. I want women to find love and to have what they want. I think you're very lucky, Sai, because I think a lot of women, even when they get into the 50s and 60s, haven't found what you found in your 30s. So well done you. Thank you. It's been one hell of a ride. <laughs> <laughs> As it has been for most of us, I'm sure. So going back to the topic then around human design and energy types, can you briefly explain a little bit of background about that? And then uh, we'll get stuck into the energy types. Yeah, for sure. So I feel like human design is still relatively new. A lot of you guys are, you know, you're very familiar with horoscopes, like, you know, your Zodiac, like I'm a Capricorn. Um, a lot of, you know, Enneagram, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm not. And I think Enneagram is also a like, I think it's a great personality tool, but oftentimes with these different personality tools, whether it's Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, you know, Strength Finder, whatever, 
your responses, like the result will fluctuate based on your responses and your responses will fluctuate based on like your mindset and the mood and like how you're feeling that day. So for me, like I've taken these different personality tests and every time I'm something different. So it's it's not an accurate rep- representation of like who you really are. What I love about human design is that it's tr- your time, date, and place of birth. It is a system of knowledge that it combines I Ching, Kabbalah, astrology, and the chakra system. So there's no real way like you can like manipulate or cheat the system unless like you don't know when you were born or what time you were born, then you're not going to do this thing anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's just a great tool because it helps bring insight into how you were meant to operate, how you were meant to show up in this world versus all of the conditioning, our parents, society, friends, social media, like all of the things that have conditioned us to operate in a certain way. Usually not very healthily. No, no, right? Like so many of us like are afraid to feel our emotions. So many of us are like, no, I have to think about things logically. No, you're not actually meant to make decisions logically 100% of the time. Some of us are designed to make decisions from our gut. Some of us are designed to make into uh, make um, decisions from our intuition. Some of us are designed to make decisions from like talking things out loud and the decision coming to you. That's just one small example. And so I love human design because it helps me support my clients and my own self in finding love and creating that relationship because how you might go and find love might be very different than sally smith right mm-hmm. yeah absolutely so getting on to the topic of uh energy types then can you explain a little bit more in depth about energy types yeah absolutely so energy types are essentially how you best process your energy so some of us are designed to have a ton more energy than others. And there's five energy types. There's the manifester, there's the generator, there's the manifesting generator, the projector, and the reflector. And I'm thinking, Lynn, maybe we dive into each of these because again, we are all conditioned to operate like, you know, in a certain way, we all like cookie cutter operation, but how you process your energy. So for example, my son is a projector. And for the longest time, I thought he was just lazy, but he actually is a non-energy being. He can't go, go, go as much as I can. Like I can literally work for hours at a time and I still have energy to like burn off. Right. And so when it comes to relationships, understanding your energy type and understanding your partner's energy type will really be helpful in navigating, whether it's conflict, navigating, making decisions, like all of these things tie together. Brilliant. Well, let's get stuck in then and go through each of the energy types. Yeah, absolutely. So I'll start with the manifester. So this is about 8% of the population. Um, they, their aura is really big, but they're kind of like polarizing. So, so not everyone will resonate with what they're saying, what they're thinking. They're, they love to get like the ball rolling for everyone. So they're natural born rebels. So if you find yourself getting into trouble, going against the grain, you're most likely a manifester and that's okay. Be more of you. You'll have less energy than um, a generator or a manifesting generator, which I'll talk about next. But when it comes to love, when it comes to relationships, you're not meant to be put in a box. Be yourself 100% of the time. You might have quirks. Own your quirks. Be yourself because that is going to make you more magnetic 
when you're on dates or with your partner or even other friendships, right? Relationships come in so many different forms. Um, And even though you might tend to initiate things most of the time, you're going to want to let a man lead, right? Especially when it comes to dating. So as a manifestor, manifestor, you're like, I got this, go, go energy. I'm going to take charge. Well, we know, right? And you've been listening to Lynn's podcast, like there needs to be like, there's a balance between the feminine energy and the masculine energy. And as a manifestor, you're more likely to lean into the masculine. Don't do that. Don't do that in relationships when you're dating. You want to take charge, like go get a hobby, go help other people. Let the man lead in the relationship. This will feel very hard. That's okay. Go take a bath, right? Go do anything else, but really let the guy lead. That's going to be important to you because in a relationship, you need to create that polarization. You need to create that polarity. That would be like my top two things, Lynn, for a manifester. I can go on all day, but I think those are probably the most important things. Excellent. Love it. Did you say 8% of the population? 8%. Yeah. So it's yeah. not super big. It's not the smallest. The reflectors are the smallest. It's only 1%. Um, so yeah, they're the second smallest, I would say. Okay. Okay. Next one then. All right. So the next one is a generator. So I'm a generator and that makes up 37% of the world's population. So essentially we're like the worker bees of the world. Like the, this world would not operate without us. Not that I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm tooting my own horn. Well, go for it, girl. Why not? <laughs> hey, I'm your guest. I can say whatever. <laughs> so generators came into this life with a deep inner knowing that they're here to serve and change the world. Um, we're designed to make decisions. Um, well, first of all, we power the world through our sacral. And I'll talk about that um, in a little bit. But it's essentially like in your gut. And this is where creativity is is like led from. Um, as a generator, you're not designed to make decisions log- logically, but your gut, which is your sacral, and what excites you, what gets you going. So the downside of the generator is that we tend to be natural people pleasers. And so if this is something that you struggle with in your relationships, it probably is that you're a generator or maybe even a manifesting generator. So setting boundaries is going to be incredibly important to you. So my biggest lesson here as a generator in a relationship is it's okay to say no. It's okay to say, I'm not available for this. Because if you keep saying yes to the things that you want to say no, it's going to deplete your energy. It's going to deplete your sacral. And then you're going to build resentment towards your partner or your date. It's not going to work. And so that then leads to frustration. And anytime a generator feels frustrated, whether it's in life or a relationship, it means that they're out of alignment. And your biggest next step is to go back to your sacral and ask yourself, okay, what excites me? What lights me up? What do I want to do? And so when it comes to dating, a really pro, like helpful pro tip for you is oftentimes generators get overwhelmed with like a lot of information overload. And so like for me in my marriage, like I hate this question, like, what do you want for dinner? Like, I don't fucking know what I want for dinner. Like, don't <laughs> ask me. Right. And like, even with dates, when I was dating Brian or other guys, they're like, where do you want to go? I'm like, I don't know. Like you pick. And it's not because I'm indecisive. It's just, I am designed to make decisions from a yes or no guttural place. So my loves, if you are a generator, have your person ask you like close-ended yes, no, A, B type question. So instead of saying, what do you want for dinner? You can say, hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, um, do you want pizza or do you want tacos? Your gut will know. 
you don't even have to think about it. And if there's, so it'll be like, uh-huh. Yep. And if there's any hesitation, like, a, uh, that's a no, you really want to operate from a full body, like in your fucking body, you feel it. You're like a, yes, let's go. So this will be a really helpful tip in every area of your life. Go to close ended questions. Yes. No, this, that type questions. Excellent. So, um, you mentioned sacral in, and I know, I know about chakras, so uh, I'm familiar with what you're saying, but for the benefit of the audience, what do you mean by sacral? Yeah. So essentially we have energy centers, right? Um, within our body, we have nine energy centers and the sacral is more of like a gut type chakra. So like, you know, people say sometimes people get like their gut and intuition confused. Your intuition comes from your spleen, but your gut is like that, those guttural responses, like, mm, uh, right? Like you could feel that in the bottom, the pit of your stomach. So that's your sacral. And the sacral really charges the world. Like sacral is where your creativity comes from. It is incredibly powerful. And so with the gen as a generator or manifesting generator, if you have that defined sacral, I want you to go back to what feels good in your gut. Those decisions are going to be the best aligned decisions for you. However, most of us are conditioned to think with our brain and oftentimes the brain conflicts with the gut or our intuition. This is going to take practice deconditioning. And also I think our mind and, uh, you know, what happens with our thoughts often override our guts because our gut voice is, is the quieter voice, isn't it usually? Yeah. And it doesn't have to be right. I think it boils down to what you like, like I was saying, right? Like we're trained to like, come up with bullet points and formulas. And if this makes sense logically, then you do it. But what about when something just feels fucking good? Like, why is that not okay? Right. And so you're right. Our mind is so loud. It's so annoying. And so this is why things like meditation, yoga, like connecting with your body is going to be incredibly helpful. Practicing yes, no, this, that type questions is like a really great way to start, um, especially as a generator and a manifesting generator. Excellent. So anything else to add on in relation to the generator or can we move on to the next one? No, we can go, we can go to the next one. Excellent. Okay. Yeah. So the next one, this is my ADHD guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, we can move on. I'm like, no, I'm still talking. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it real here, Lynn. Love All right. It. So the manifesting generator is the combination of the manifester, which I covered and the generator, right? So they make up 33% of the world. And so MGs, I'll call them for sure, are not like they're nonlinear. They're incredibly passionate, multi-passionate. They have so many different hobbies. They just like they have their hand in everything. Like they're just little busy bees and they're really here to show other people what's possible. And for an MG, what's really important. So like the generators are very process oriented step by step. The MGs, they move so fast. They're like lightning. They skip steps, right? And so essentially they're visionaries, which is really cool. So when it comes to dating, it's really important for you to know that you are magnetic just because you exist. Your aura is magnetic. People will just come to you. You don't even have to do anything other than just be yourself. And so what that means is you're out and about, you can meet people anywhere. It doesn't. So if you're just like really focused on online dating, 
get out there, go in the world, like go do things, go to meetup groups, go to mixers, go to networking events. Truly, you can meet anyone. People will walk up to you if you let yourself be open and own your magnetism. Like that's really important. Now, the downside of an MG is that long-term planning and commitment is really hard for you because you go, 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 you jump from one thing to the next. So sometimes like a committed relationship might feel a little uneasy. So you're just going to want to go with that, right? And also think about like plans in advance. It may feel like if a guy is trying to like book you out a week in advance or two weeks in advance, you're going to be like, what? Like this guy's trying to tie me down, right? Mm -hmm. No, like that's okay. Like he's actually really interested in you. So you're just going to want to work with that part of you. That's like, go, go, go. Like, like that non-committal part. That's all right. Just like lean into feeling uncomfortable, especially if this is a relationship that you want to pursue. And then the great thing about you is that you have an attitude of never settling. And if you are an MG and you find yourself settling, that is out of alignment for you. So go back to like thinking about what it is that you want. What is your heart desire? What is your gut desire? What is your soul desire? And focus on creating that version of your life and focus on manifesting that version of your Mr. Right, because you are not designed to settle. And so just be clear on those expectations for yourself, whether they're they're realistic or rooted in fantasy. It's your life. It's your partner. It's your relationship. Excellent. Love it. So anything else to add on uh, the manifesting generator? Or can we have a talk about the next one on the list? Yeah, the next one's really interesting. So that's a projector. As I mentioned before, my son's a projector. So projectors make up 20% of the population. And so I just shared with you the manifester, the generator, and the manifesting um, generator. Those are energy beings. So like they create their own energy. The projectors are non-energy beings. And so what's interesting about the projector is I want you to think of yourself, if you're a projector, that you are a bird sitting on top of a tree. And so you have a bird's eyes, bird's eye view of like what's happening around you. And so you are here to observe, see like what's going on and then provide a different perspective on things, right? So you are here to guide society and have people see through your lens of how things can be different. So because as a projector, you're a non-energy being, you're going to get tired. If you, like when you're around other people, the thing with chakras, right? And as you know, this Lynn, is you absorb other people's energy. And so as a projector, because you are a non-energy being, when you're around other people, you're like picking everything up. So for example, let's say you're at a concert, let's say you're at a networking event, let's say you're meeting your boyfriend's family or you're with with their friends, it's going to feel a lot for you. And having that awareness of like, oh, I'm going to feel this is going to be so helpful for you in how you manage yourself. And so take breaks, step away from situations where like maybe you go to the bathroom and just like take some deep breaths and do a reset, right? If you're with a partner that's, if you're a projector and you're with a generator, you're going to feel a little burnt out. So it's important for you to advocate like, hey, I need a nap, like can we just like relax for a little bit? 
And it doesn't mean that you're letting the other person down. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with you. It's just that you're designed to really savor life and take things slowly. You're here to show other people, hey, like relax, like look at it this way, right? So I think that's really cool. And so as a projector, you also have a ton of wisdom (laughs) and you love to give advice, which is great depending on if you've been invited to share advice. And as you know, Lynn, Sometimes when you give advice to a guy and he doesn't want it, right? There's like conflict or it just, it you know, like the energy feels a little bit off. Yeah, because there's um, ways of doing it, you know, an unsolicited advice, there needs to be definitely a tactful way to deliver it. <laughs> exactly. And oftentimes it's like, if you give advice to a guy, it might feel like emasculating to him. His yes. ego might be bruised. It's like, what do you mean? She doesn't trust me. She doesn't think like I can do this. Mm. So the easiest way to prevent all of that is to say like, Hey, would you like my thoughts? Like, are you interested in hearing what I'm saying? And it's really that simple. And if he says no, and obviously like say it in like a cute way, like, Oh, I have some thoughts. You want to know what I'm thinking or whatever it is like in your voice. And if he says no, then keep it moving. Right. But as a projector, you need to wait for the invitation. And that doesn't mean you wait around and do nothing. You kind of open the door. You're like, hey, would you like to know what I'm thinking? Things along those lines. Honor their no. And like I mentioned before, when you're around other people, it's going to be like really overwhelming because you're absorbing their energy. So meeting men at mixers or networking events is going to be a lot for you. Like you can do it, but it's it's gonna be a lot for your system. So consider having like your friends or your colleagues introduce you to people, maybe have a matchmaker. Um, do online dating. And even the one thing I want to really point out here, um, Lynn, to your audience is we, we exchange energy all the time. And it isn't just like in being around other people. Like if you pick up a phone and you're on an app and you're scrolling, you're absorbing energy of that profile. If you are picking up the phone and texting someone, you are absorbing their energy via text. So when I say yes, like Networking events might be a little bit overwhelming. Try these other things. It's also still important to remember that you're still picking up energy. So just continuously ground yourself if you're feeling overwhelmed. Have some tools in your um, toolkit for managing that overwhelm, managing the anxiety. Go outside, go for a walk, meditate, yoga, like journal, like whatever feels good to you, like really prioritize that. That's going to be important for you. Yeah. And then the last thing, sorry, okay, Lynn, really quick as a projector. Important. Um, it's important for you to just like talk things out. So, you know, you talk to a guy and you're like just venting and then they tell you these things like, oh, have you thought about this? And you're like, I just want to talk, right? So you just let your partner know like, hey, I just need to process some of this information now. Can you just hold space for me without giving me advice? Excellent. Great stuff. So there's only one more left to to talk about then, Sai. Yes. Yes. So the last one is the reflector. They are the rarest type Lynn. They're only 1% of the population population. And the reflectors have no defined energy center. So like they're all their chakras are like clear, they're white. So they, they're very vulnerable to conditioning. And you could think of them as master chameleons because they can be in any setting, absorb the other person's energy, and then kind of just like mirror what they're doing. And unlike the other energy types, which I just walked you through, which are solar beings, the reflector is the lunar being, which is like obviously the moon. 
So for the reflector, one, it's really important for you to know, like, you know, this already about yourself, like you don't like to be rushed. So take your time in a relationship in the date um, and let your date know that, you know, you'll get back to them. Like if your date asks you, Hey, are you available to do this? Be like, think about it, right? Like really spend some time lean in and say, Hey, I'll get back to you in two days by 8 PM. And this will help you feel into your desires versus like what the other person wants, because obviously you're exchanging that person's energy. So if they're excited, you're going to be excited. And sometimes that gets a little bit confusing when you're trying to figure out what it is that you want. As a reflector, life is an adventure for you. And so I really want you to have like the same approach when it comes to dating and relationships, be open to meeting all kinds of men and not just your usual type. Like that's going to be very important and just be open to being pleasantly surprised. There will be periods of time um, where you're going to be dating a lot. And then there will be periods of downtime. This like this ebb and flow for you is like just your natural rhythm of how you're designed to operate. So let's say you had a bit of a dry spell. Don't make that mean you're going to be like single forever. Don't make that mean you're just, you know, never going to have a partner. It's just like, this is your natural rhythm in how you're meant to show up. And so it's going to be important for you to have a partner who takes care of themselves. And because you absorb their energy, you're going to want someone that's relatively grounded and has some really strong coping skills. Because the last thing you want is someone that's way up here and it's going to bring you way up here all the time, creating a lot of anxiety for you. So I would say those are like some of the most important things as a reflector. Well, that's really fascinating. I've never had this uh, particular topic discussed in this way on a podcast episode before. So this has been really interesting for me. So is it a bit like, um, I suppose, other profile um, testing that people do in that some particular profiles um, in terms of the energy are better matches than others? Um, yes and no. So I would say it's not that it better matches. It just depends on the kind of relationship you want. So if you're pro, if you're, if the centers overlap and I haven't really covered a whole lot of centers, right? You're going to have one type of relationship versus if they're very different, then you're going to have like, you know, a friendship type. So that's the only piece I would say, like where it's important. I think And the one thing that we didn't cover, Lynn, on this episode is like within the human design chart, there's so many different pieces of information. I just covered the most basic rudimentary, right, as an intro to this topic around energy centers, sorry, energy types. Then you have centers, which are based on your chakras and each center tells you something very unique. So for example, like your solar plexus, right, is how you best process your emotions. Your root is how you best process like your stress. Your spleen is where your fears and um, your intuition is stored, right? So all of these things combined, you also have human in the human design chart, you have your profile, which is essentially like your personality and how you show up both consciously and unconsciously. So this is like just like the the tiniest little tip and we can get so much more detailed, but I think it's important to just remember that you are designed, right? We're all designed to be incredibly powerful humans. And when we feel like, depending on your energy type, for example, generator, you know, you're out of alignment when you're frustrated, 
So for me, when I know I'm frustrated, there's something going on with me. So like, I need to take a step back and say, okay, what's happening? Why am I feeling this way? What's like, what's truly coming up for me versus I just need to move on. Like everything is fine. So it's human design is the permission slip. This is how I'd say it. Human design is a permission slip that you've always wanted, but never had to be yourself in life and in love. That's, I just made that up, but I think it's accurate. (laughs) Well, that's very powerful and an excellent definition. So how can people find out a bit more about, you know, if they want to get into human design and, and work with you around it? What's your best contact information, Sai? Yeah, I would say um, follow me on Instagram. My handle's at Sai the Love Coach. Um, definitely visit my website, www.saidanirecoaching.com. And I definitely do one-off readings. Um, so that's something that if you're interested in, feel free to reach out to me, send me an email, and I'm happy to chat through it with you. I offer individual readings to Lynn and couples readings. So you kind of get a good idea of who you are, what your partner is and how to best interact with them. I think one of my biggest ahas for me was when I read my husband's chart. And by the way, he doesn't believe in any of this stuff and I don't need him to, I believe in it. It's been helpful for me. Um, In his profile, he's a one, like one of his lines are one line. And the one is an investigator. And the investigator just loves to do research. Like there is no such thing as too many data points. And I can't even begin to tell you like how many fights we had about like restaurants and where to eat. Remember, eating is a, is a whole thing in our household. And he would just spend like hours looking up restaurants and menus. And I'm like, just pick. Like, this is not that hard, right? Because I make decisions <laughs> very quickly. And for the longest time, I'm like, he's just really indecisive. Like, I don't know. Like, this is just so dumb. And then I read his chart. I was like, oh, he can't even help. <laughs> help himself. Like even if he tried, he truly can't help himself. So now what do I do? I give him a heads up. I give him like an extra hour. I'm like, Mm -hmm. okay, like you have some time, like do what you need to do. And then let's discuss it. And like that one fight we don't have anymore. And it's, you know, in a relationship, it's not the big things. It's usually all of the little things that add up over time. So that's been such a game changer for us. Yeah. And I had a similar experience when I got into um, learning about uh, NLP which is neuro linguistic programming and um, I learned there was in time people that are usually never on time you know, they're always late and they're actually um, uh, they're in time and there's the on time people that are usually always the opposite you know they're planning well ahead they're always on time or they're always early and I, I found out that this is actually you know ingrained in our characters and Sometimes nations, you know, are ingrained with either being one thing or the other. You know, either you're a prompt timekeeper and a planner or you're somebody that's just so laid back and it doesn't matter if somebody's half an hour late and usually you're, you're half an hour late or, or later. And it made me so much more accepting of people who are late now, you know, understanding this, you know, have more compassion, which I assume you did for your husband when you found out about that particular trait. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like one piece, right? There's just so much. So yeah, I love that in time on time. I'm definitely on time and my husband's in time. <laughs> so I have to give him it's up. Yeah. And it, it can, I mean, I, I did have that frustration with my brother because it's always late, you know, so I just made the exceptions for him and was either expecting him to be late or told him to come half an hour earlier than what I needed him. So I wouldn't be frustrated anymore. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. I love it. So, Sai, to wrap up the episode, what would be your final words of wisdom around this topic or anything you'd like to share? I would say that if you feel like you're stuck, whether it's in your relationship or dating, and I would say that if you've tried a lot of things, it might be super helpful for you to take a step back and really understand you. Understand how you are designed to operate, understand your truest of desires, and then don't give up on that. Like, don't settle, regardless of energy type. Like, as humans, we are not here to settle, and love is not something that you settle with. So, that's what I would say. Love it. So, thank you so much, Saida. That's been fabulous. I've really found it a fascinating conversation and topic to discuss with you today. Thank you so much for sharing what you've shared with our audience today. Thank you for having me. This is really fun, Lynn. So it just leaves me to say that true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group, Two Hearts Entwined, or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn, or email Lynn at hearts-entwined.com that's l-y-n at hearts-entwined.com remember true love starts with opening our hearts